Budgeting is one of the most important topics in relation to financial management and freedom, as it encompasses an honest look at your financial habits. In relation to financial literacy, budgeting is one of the first topics that needs to be defined and understood. Once an individual understands and appreciates the value of a budget, they will be on a path to valuing their money and financial resources. As we continue the series on financial literacy, we will examine the budget and its necessity in our everyday lives. We will discuss its importance and why it matters to the literacy of an individual and their financial survival. We will also be discussing savings and how important that is to reaching your financial goals as well. Good day, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of C-File Talks. This is part two of our budgeting and savings podcast. My name is Richard Prinder, Senior Financial Literacy Coach, along with Senior Financial Literacy Coach Shanice Taylor. Join us today as we discuss the important topic of budgeting and savings. One of the things that we, we want to talk about is revisiting your budget often. Yes. Just because you have a budget doesn't mean that you're locked into that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself some flexibility. Um, as we said, life happens. Mm-hmm. And so you do want to have a budget where it's flexible. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I would recommend in your budget is may you may need to have actual versus estimated spending. Okay. So for example, um, we talked about some of the bills or the the standard things that are fixed per month, but then you have some things that are, you know, they happen month to month or they, the amount varies from month to month. Mm-hmm. So you may need to have an actual amount that you actually spend on that particular item mm-hmm. versus how much you estimated on spending. And that's where revisiting your budget is important because let's say, for example, we're now going into March mm-hmm. and you had a budget for January um, and you mm-hmm. estimated you, you were going to spend $500 on a particular thing, mm-hmm. but you only you only spent 300 So mm-hmm. let's stay positive. Let's say okay. you only spent 300 right? So now you can kind of gauge better moving forward. And now you have $200 that you can allocate to something else. Yeah. So in terms of um, revisiting it, every time you get a pay increase, yes. or unfortunately, if your pay decreases, mm-hmm. that's the time that you should go back to your budget mm-hmm. and look at, okay, now when you when you get the pay increase, more allocation to savings. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's some other things that we would like to add to our budget once we get an increase. But I think what we tend to do is because we get this extra, let's say $500 or $1,000 a month, mm-hmm. man, we take $400 or $1,000 and we now, okay, you know, you know, I always wanted them rims, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, just, I, I think that if you can do without, if you get an addition Absolutely. and you could do without it, just act like it isn't there. Absolutely. And just put it Absolutely. somewhere where it's safe and it can get some type of return. Yeah. Here at CFAL, we have a CFAL money market account. It's very liquid. The return last year was 3.2%. That's an annual return. Mm-hmm. So definitely if you paid off a debt, you know, you finished, let's say, a car note, that's the time that you should revisit your your budget. Correct. Because remember now, we don't want the funds just laying there and then you just see the funds there and man, one shop send you an email and say we have 50% off, <laughs> you know? So that's a good time to revisit. And another thing too is a change in life. You know, any medical situation going on, 
if you just had a child. Absolutely. You know, we mm-hmm. have insurance. It's, you know, it's a lot of things going on. It is a lot of things going on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that we we want to talk about that we, we actually should have talked about earlier, but um, a lot of behemoths, we don't... We, I want to reference Bahamian culture for a second. Mm-hmm. So you talked about marketing. We talked about a lot of persons targeting targeting you in terms of what you have going on in your life, your lifestyle. But a lot of let's talk about needs versus wants. Yes. <laughs> so a lot of times Bahamians they when they either creating a goal or they're creating their budget, they say I need this particular item, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, when we really sit down and think about it, and this is why a budget is important as well, when we really sit down and think about it and we put a number to that particular thing or we put a value to that particular thing, mm-hmm. is it something that we really need or is it something that you just want? Is it something, when we say need versus want, we're talking about adding value to your life mm-hmm. right then and there. Mm-hmm. We're talking about something that can either make you money mm-hmm. or something that your family needs to live. Yes, right? something that you have to survive. Something that you need to awesome. survive, right? So if you put those kinds of criteria to it, is it really a need? Or is it a want? And I think that's something that Bahamians are not good at assessing. What, well, are, what Richard, are your thoughts? Richard, we have to use our discretion with that one. Yes. Because <laughs> there are a lot of things that we do not need. need. Yes. <laughs> but in today's society, with the technology that we have, let's take a cell phone, for, for instance. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be real and I'm going to be honest. When I first started using a cell phone, like really using a cell phone, was maybe... Seven years ago, seven years ago, I would have been in my mid-20s. And I know you're probably like, what? Yes, I I, I do not like to be tracked. <laughs> so <laughs> why do I need the cell phone on me? Right. But in this today's society where, you know, WhatsApp is now the, yes. the, the premier form of communication. communication yes, it is. You know, nobody calls your home phone. No. Anymore. Definitely not. And we know in our big brother to the north, Mm -hmm. they don't even have home phones anymore. You Mm -hmm. put your cell phone down. You put your cell phone number down on anything. And that's it. But in terms of the type of phone, I think that's where you need to put your discretion in. Okay, you want to say, yeah, a cell phone is needed. I need to be reached. Emergencies happen all the time. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. What type of cell phone is within your budget? Correct. Now, if you want a particular cell phone, I'm not going to call the one with style, yeah. but I, but <laughs> if you want that particular cell phone, create a plan to get it. All right. If you don't have $1,000, if you don't have $2,000 right now to get that phone, save for it. Yeah. You yeah. never know. Yeah. And the thing about it is, um, what I realize is, persons know how to use a cell phone more than they know how to use a computer. Absolutely. They are computers at this point, to be honest. I mean, they are computers, <laughs> but it's still to me. I don't. I don't feel comfortable typing up a whole word document on my cell phone. You know, so it it, it you got to put it in limbo. You got to, like you say, weigh all the costs and the benefits mm-hmm. of getting this. And like you said, some things is an investment. You know, you might be looking for an additional income instead of you buying a. If you're gonna buy the phone, look at its capabilities. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can I record? Can I really do? quality pictures on this and pictures that you could, you know, could actually, you could say you have clients, you're formatting, you're editing, what you're investing into. And see, that's it. Most people buy certain phones for its capabilities, not to just say, okay, this is what I have. Right. So like you said, in needs and wants, we have to sit down and we have to really think about it. Correct. Now, one, one thing that we want to talk about is designing your budget specifically for you. 
Okay. Um, I mentioned earlier about the templates that are available. Well, the good thing about those is you can tailor those specifically to you. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, once again, not trying to live above your means, not mm-hmm. trying to include things that that aren't applicable to you, mm-hmm. not trying to have items, put value to things, items that you don't spend money on now. Mm-hmm. Don't look at a budget and say, oh, maybe I could add that into my, maybe I could change my, no. Go based on your current lifestyle, go based on what you want in life, mm-hmm. but design your budget specifically for you because this would help you to A, stick with that budget because now you're doing things that you're doing every day. You're creating your budget based on your everyday life. And you're also creating your budget on based on things that you want okay, and you need. Right. So if you're looking at a budget, right, and it has things that you spend money on every day. So, for example, um, buying lunch every day versus going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So that's something we talk about in our Bahamian culture as well. Is that, is that another way that you can save money? I, mean, I think with that one, too, is remember now you said. Design your budget to fit you. Yeah, to fit you. I'll be honest. I'll really be honest. Time is important. Yeah. Time is money. <laughs> Time is money. Yeah. And for some people, cooking every day is not feasible. It's not. Yeah. So I always thought about it. We may hear people say, oh, well, I spend $20, $30, $40, $50 on, on lunch a day. But maybe they don't buy groceries. That's true. So like you say, you have to tailor your budget that fits you. Fits you if and you your find lifestyle. that you are spending money out, spending money out because of your time, then maybe not go to the grocery store and buy all those things. Okay. You know, do, during COVID, I spent a lot of money at the grocery store. But the reason why I did that is because we weren't going out to eat. Right. Now, when we started to eat out again, that grew, <laughs> I, it'd have to have a balance. Right, it'd have to have a balance. <laughs> and I think it, that's like you key. said, yeah, it'd yeah. have to make sense for you. Correct. Yeah, I think I think the main thing in there is striking that balance. Yes. It's striking that balance. Because, for example, and using your example, you... Can't have it both ways. No. The money is only, hey, there's only so much ways the money can stretch. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing, if you're if you're saying you're going to eat out, that's fine, eat out. But mm-hmm. then you can't have it both ways. You can't say you're going to eat out and spend a lot at the grocery store oh. at the same time. Or, not or unless have a balance. Not unless it's a plan. Yes. Not unless it's a plan and there's a reason and, and you're allocating it accordingly. So that's why we talk about making sure that your budget is designed it's specifically to you. for you. Yeah. So... One other thing that we talk about is we talk about the we talk about your facts of savings. savings that is F A C T S facts of savings, and we came up with this. It's just a basic guideline to savings. I think what happens is, you know, we grow up learning about the piggy bank and learning about getting the one cents and putting them up in the paper roll ups, and you know, all oh, you should save, and then you know, as a child. You break that piggy bank open and you go buy candy or you may have saved up for something more substantial. Yeah. But I think it's good to just get the principles in that it helps you develop good saving habits. So the facts of savings, we'll start off with F, save first. A, save any amount. We're going to go in depth with this one. And C, save consistently. And T, save thinking ahead. And S. Saving starts now. Facts. So with saving first, we just did a budget. We just went over budget. When you're saving, that should be, when you're doing your budget, savings should be one of the first things that you write down. Mm-hmm. Right, Richard? Correct. Absolutely. So one of the, the it's a famous saying, um, pay yourself first. 
Okay. Pay yourself first. So what that means is that one of the first things that should come out of your salary is your savings. Whether that be, whatever that percentage is of your savings, 5%, 10%, whatever it may be, pay yourself first. And that should go to an income bearing account. Yes. That should go to an income generating account, sorry, where you're earning interest. You don't, you don't, some, it's not something you check every week, every month. Mm-hmm. You don't look at that. And this should be different from your emergency fund. I Correct. mean, if you're to that point, because like I said, the emergency fund is good, but we all know, you know, we have to start Life from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, if you start with, saying, okay, I'm going to have a float on my bank account. And then, you know, once I've reached this a threshold, amount, correct, okay, now amount. let me go and get this money money market account or some savings account. Right. And like I said, C-File money market plan. <laughs> so I think too that most people save, you know, I think people say, I don't mm-hmm. know how much they save, but they save after they already done spend. We it. all have things that we're saving for, no matter what it is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody saves. It's just a matter of priorities. It's a matter of what you want. But let it be <laughs> so, in line with your goals. If you absolutely. do it first, it helps you with your goals. Absolutely. Now, the next thing, I know some people may be like, well, what do you mean any amount? Any amount. I just had a conversation with someone and they they mentioned they got some advice from a billionaire okay. that you should save 75% of your income. <laughs> now, I said to myself, you know, that's, that's some good goals. <laughs> That's a high goal. That's some good goals, but let's let's be realistic. And nothing wrong with it if you're there. Yeah. You know, you you may be at home. You may be able to save 100%. (laughs) But when we say any amount, we're not trying to dictate to to persons or to make persons feel as though, well, you need saving $100 a month. You need saving $500 a month. You need saving $5,000. You know, it's relative. Yes. For someone. You know, your amount may just be, oh, you could do better than that. I can't tell anyone what's going on. That's why we encourage you to do a budget. Mm-hmm, and like we said, we know everybody has an idea of what a budget is to just sit down and just do it. But you might choose to do a percentage. And let's let's take a dollar. If you say you want to do 10%, 10% of a dollar is 10 cents. And if you keep that same principle when you reach to $1,000, you will take out $100. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Because you've already developed this principle. Yeah. I think the other part of that is too, the habit that you're referring to. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you say any amount, what you're trying to what you're trying to develop is the habit of saving. Yes. So it doesn't matter if it's every $100 you make, you save a dollar. Every Yes. Whatever save the case. something. Right. Because all what you're really trying to do is develop the habit. And that's mm-hmm. why when we talk about your kids... And training them as well. You want to get them in the habit of saving. Because yes. it's always something. Once you get in the habit of doing something, mm-hmm. it's always in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. So every mo- every time, any money you make, no matter what it's from, you're always having, okay, I need to save something out of this money. And that's really, the mindset is what we're mindset. trying. The mindset is what we're trying to get you to understand mm-hmm. and trying to get you to change. So that's why we say any amount. And also people have the fallacy in mind that you need some large amount of money to start saving. You don't. Stop it what you have. Stop it what you have. Start it where you're at. Mm-hmm. You can't be a millionaire or billionaire if you don't start today, if you don't start with the dollar that you have now. Okay. Right? Because if you're waiting until, quote, unquote, this million or a thousand or however much. You keep waiting. Yeah, you keep waiting because all you're doing is continuing to spend money. Right? You keep waiting. So save what you have. Start with where you're at. Mm-hmm. Get comfortable saving where you're at. Because if you if you get comfortable saving where a dollar, if you get comfortable saving five dollars, mm-hmm. that amount will continue to increase. Mm-hmm. Once again, it would encourage you to stick with it because you can see the value of it. You can see the increase in it mm-hmm. if you're putting it in an interest-bearing account. So mm-hmm. you can see, okay, 
This dollar I save every month, this five dollars, this twenty dollars I save every week. I can see where this is going. I can see this growing. And 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 at that point, you wouldn't even want to spend it because you know how hard it took you to, to save that money. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if you it just start with where you're at, and that's what if we if we leave anything with you, it'd be to encourage you to save something. 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 And we didn't put an amount because we like we said, everybody financial situation is it's different. different. It's different. You know, and financial situations change. Absolutely. Because I month I, to month. Day I day. remember when I first really started saving. I, this was at a point where I really was saving. Mm-hmm. You know, I just finished um, university. Mm-hmm. And man, I was working and <laughs> my little car note was over and I just was saving. <laughs> and, you know, someone told me that it was like, determine your amount. And that's important because what tends to happen is, let's say you were able to save $1,500 a month mm-hmm. because... You just was like, I just have this money here. But then you find that you needed it for something. Correct. You would start dipping back into your savings. Correct. And then that's not a good feeling at all. No. Trust me, it's not. I, I've known. I, I know. Not only that, but it's counterproductive as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's counterproductive. So instead of the $1,500, maybe see if you do the 1000 You have to start off with a comfortable amount. Correct. And that's why we say any amount. And if you... We, we would prefer if you add to your savings every month as to decrease it every month, decreasing. I mean, you know, keep on decreasing it because you find, hey, this isn't working. Like you said, it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive. And then it'll make you feel like, you know what, this ain't making no sense. No. You know? Mm-hmm. And so another thing we say is save consistently. Consistently, every month, every week, whenever you get any income. We know that persons who may have their own business, who may Absolutely. work at the hotel, it may, you know, it may fluctuate. But whatever it is, if, if you... Say we're going to do a percentage. Whatever you get, just put it aside. You may not be able to transfer the money right away. The money might not be on your account as yet. Keep it in your mind. Hey, I have $100, $1,000, $2,000. However it happens, this at the end of the month, I need this money to be wherever it needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, consistently. Yes. We know things happen. If this month something happens, well, man, I, I this, this money in my hand. I, I need my I need my cash. I need this cash flow this month. Right, I can't I put that. this I can't put this up right now. Right. Because this cash here, I need this to meet a quick need. So next month you might be able to compensate for, you Absolutely. know, yes. for not doing it the previous month. So just get it consistently. Like Richard said, you should be to the point where, hey. I didn't save or you will feel like something is wrong. Yeah, if something you didn't is get wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. it's 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 just the start of it. Like you say, just to do it. Yeah. Just get your mind to do it and it helps. And like Richard said, we're not just saving aimlessly, because you have some person to just save, save, save. And like he said, a million dollars. You could become a millionaire with one million dollars. And if you take out a dollar, you're no longer a millionaire. Absolutely. So you have people <laughs> who just sit there and they just watch that them. Them zeros right there, and they don't want nothing to touch that, <laughs> you know. But we're saving with goals, and that brings us to our next point of saving, thinking ahead, thinking of your goals. That would help you right. to be consistent. Yeah, because even when you talk about budgeting, one of the keys about budgeting is planning your spending in advance, mm-hmm. right? Because like we used the example before, if you're going out or if you have whatever your dream is and you have a number assigned to that, so you know how much you're going to spend. Right. Yeah. You know how much that you have allocated to that. Right. So, you know, right away, OK, this is what I'm going to be spending this money for. This is why I'm saving this money. This is why I have this money set aside 
and budget it. So it allows you to save, it allows you to invest more money because you know that you have money set aside. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're thinking ahead, um, as Shanice said, and you know that, okay, you're not going to just have this money sitting here, but you're going to have it generating some kind of income, generating some kind of interest for you, then of course, that thinking ahead would allow you to now plan a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because now it affects the things that you do every day. It drives you. It drives you, absolutely. And 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 let me tell you, that drive, that motivation, that's why we all get out of bed. It's a we, good thing. Yeah, that's why we all get out of bed. Because we're all trying to accomplish whatever that thing may be, whatever that goal is. Whether it be personally, whether it be for your business, whether it be for your family, mm-hmm. whether it be for your kids. But you have that plan in place. Yes. And I assure you, even when it comes to your kids... They can see that as well and they can appreciate, okay, mommy and daddy are trying to save. Mm-hmm. So how we want to encourage persons who haven't had that conversation with their kids mm-hmm. and they're now of that age, have that conversation with them so they can have an appreciation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we say that children don't have that appreciation, they're ungrateful, but sometimes they just don't know what you're saving you for. You have to teach them. Right, you have to make them, help them to understand, look here, mommy and daddy, we're saving for X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is how it works. And as a family, this is what we're going to do to reach this particular goal. Mm -hmm. And I assure you that they would now appreciate that. So now you're raising financially literate children. Mm -hmm. And so now once they they can say, they have a practical everyday example right in front of them where they can say, okay, I saw this work. Yes. And so now they can go based on that experience. So it's not even something that, you know, when we talk about adults now with mm-hmm. unattainable goals, they say, no, these goals are attainable. I've yes. seen I've seen this work. I've done this. Yeah, I've seen my parents say, if we, we, and we got this after however much time it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of brings me to another point where it is setting realistic goals mm-hmm. and being realistic about your expectations. I think when we talk to behemoths a lot and they set goals, they have expectations, mm-hmm. sometimes they're not realistic, right? So in terms of that time frame, so, oh, it's only going to take me a year or yes. two years to reach this particular mm-hmm. goal. And so, unfortunately, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's not realistic. So you have to, whatever it is you're investing in, whatever your interest-bearing account is, you have to be realistic about that. Yes, and about the returns too, because yeah. um, we know a lot of, a lot of alternative methods to savings and investings are, are arising. Yes. And, you know, some of them are very risky. Mm-hmm. We talked about it in our first in our first show. And if you have $1,000 and someone is telling you, okay, you know, put this in this fund, you know, you're going to get a reasonable return because nothing is guaranteed. You're going to get a reasonable return. You shouldn't be upset if you get anything between 3 to 5%. Right. And, and you're upset. Because you can put your money into something that you get negative returns. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you want a certain amount of return, you have to be able to take on a certain degree of risk. Correct. And the risk is you would not achieve this expected return. Yeah. So I think that's too, like you said, with realistic goals, like don't put your money into, I don't want to say the word scheme because I I don't think I should say the word scheme. Some some things I think you just need to understand it, what it is you're Yeah, it's just having an, an appreciation and understanding what plain, it is you're investing in. It's plain yes. blank. Yeah. Some some persons go into trading, um, trading ventures. Yeah. You know, where they're supposed to get returns off of trading. Yeah. Now, we know trading, okay? We know what happens in, in those live markets. Yeah. So the volatile. Exactly. Yeah. So that's something too. What were you expecting? Right. You know, and I think too that we have to differentiate when 
persons are really saving, saving. And when you want to go out there and say you're investing. Yeah. Because when you take your money and say you invest They're in, two very different things. If you invest yeah. in, a vis- in a business, you take on the risks of the business. The risk that it can possibly fail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's important with your savings that, like we said, you have to put it in something that is, you know, low risk. Something that is going to give you, you know, a favorable return. Something that's probably better than what you're getting with having your money on the bank account. Yeah. So, um, and the last letter, of course, is S. Saving starts now. Now, now. absolutely. We have to start now. Yeah. You uh, know, the year has just begun. I know January has went by. We're in February. It's not too late. Yeah. And you might be 65. Yeah. And you might say, what I need savings for? You never know. You may live till live you long. want Absolutely. Absolutely. You live so, longer. Something. You, you may not save as much as you were when you were probably 20, but, but have something. Yeah. You know, and I think one of the things when we talk about starting now, we uh, unfortunately, when it comes to an investing market, mm-hmm. we always hear a person say, "I've heard of this, or I thought about doing that a mm-hmm. year or two ago." And unfortunately, I make the joke that's a year of interest that you've lost. Exactly, that, that, your, that your money could have been working for you. So, um, don't be afraid. Don't be. A lot of persons they're they're, they're afraid of just starting, mm-hmm. um, and that's where being comfortable with. The any amount comes into play. Yes. Because you have to be, of course, you have to be comfortable with whatever you're investing in, mm-hmm. but start with something. Yes. And there are so we many different, you. there are so many different products that don't require a large initial upfront amount, right? And it's it's designed for persons who are just getting into the market. They're mm-hmm. not comfortable. They need to see how it works. But starting now, starting with any, starting with any amount. A hundred dollars. Fifty dollars. $250. Start with anything. I mean, you just have to start. You just have to take that take that step. Mm-hmm. Um, understand what you're investing in. Yes. Speak to someone if you're not sure. If you need to be more comfortable, speak with someone mm-hmm. to make sure that you're, you're at a comfort level where you can spend that money. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I want to say is start now. Yes. Start now. Just start now. And don't don't even think about it. The, the fact that you're thinking about it means that you're gonna you're gonna find something to do with that money. <laughs> other than which, other you know? than what's something that you need to do with the money. You Absolutely. know. So if you're a person, if you're listening right now, and you don't have any savings, or your savings is not at the level that you want it to be, just make a change. Like Richard said, look at our budget. Budgeting with budgeting, savings is one of the first things that we put in our budgets. And that will help you. And then at the end of the year, you could go back and you re- you revisit. Like we say, revisit your budget. Correct. Track all your expenses. Track your savings. Yeah. Like Richard said, when you get your savings statement or if you if you don't want to put your money anywhere else and you had it on your bank, you could still say, well, wow, after all of the $5 charges for 12 months, <laughs> I still have this. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it, it helps you. It increases our confidence and it helps us to make wiser decisions and it's it helps us to see where we're going with our finances and one thing one last thing we talk about too is that no goal is too big or too small no no goal is too big or too small if it's important to you if it's important to your family Mm -hmm. then it's then it's a goal then it's something worth saving for because it's important to you Mm -hmm. so once again that's where it comes into play as being your own individual person because nobody is responsible for your finances other than you and people priority priorities are different from yours. Correct. So, you know, the person that you may see, you know, who may have lavish things and a really, really nice car or, you know, the nicest clothes, nothing wrong with it. Don't mind them. You don't know how they got it. You don't but know the story. Absolutely. For some people, that's all there is to them. Yes. You know, you might dress decently. You might dress more subtly, you know, mm. but 
you might have the money on your bank account because you know, hey, I want to come up with my down payment or I want to start this business or I want to invest in the technology to help me start a recording studio. So, you know, just have your priorities in mind. And like Richard said, you manage your own money based on your financial goals. Yes. So... We want to thank you for this uh, topic today. Um, but we want to say that budgeting is a very important financial topic. Yes, Because, it is. of course, we know that no matter what your goal is, you need money to do it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the only way that you're going to maximize your money is mm-hmm. if you budget and if you start saving. Mm-hmm. So, as we all know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Very, very time-honored uh, saying. Yeah. Because having a plan makes sure that you stick to your particular path and you stay on track. Yes. So thank you all. And as we close on another episode of C-File Talks, we've hoped that our discussion today on savings and budgeting has helped you. Thank you to our host, Richard Pinder, and to you, our audience, for tuning in. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please send us a note at info at cfile.com or visit our website at www.cfile.com and show your support. Thank you to C-File for sponsoring the show. Until next time, 